That is so fucked up. It's fucked up. So fucked up. It is just so damn fucked up. That's fucked up. Hey, gang. Welcome back to another listener episode of That's a Fucked Up podcast. A podcast about cults, murder, and other generally fucked up stuff. We are your hosts. Today there's three of us. I'm Ashley Richards. And I'm Michelle Mosier. And I'm Emily Springer. Yeah. <laughs> Emily is one of our guru level patrons. Woo! Thank you so much, Emily. We appreciate the fuck out of you. You do. Emily's also one of our research assistants. You're kind of just like a general total fucking badass. Yeah. Thank you so much. I mean, I like that title. I'll take that. Thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. <laughs> I think general total fucking badass is like a pretty broad spread. I'll have to write that one down. Yeah. You should put that on a business card. <laughs> yeah. And that's it. On your resume? Yeah. <laughs> You're like, Hello, Miss Lady. I would like a job. As you see, my last position was general total fucking badass at TSFU the podcast. <laughs> so basically, any other questions? Yeah. Or I is mean... this in the bag? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, they can call us for references. We'll we'll confirm. Mm -hmm. We'll confirm. I'll keep that in mind. Y'all yeah. actually are on my LinkedIn, though. You really are. <sighs> oh, good. We should be. But I didn't put that so fucked up. That's a little, I don't know. Eh, that makes sense. <laughs> For my resume, I, I export my LinkedIn <laughs> like, <sighs> to PDF. It looks TSFU so good. the podcast is yeah. <laughs> totally it's just fine. They're like, so what does this stand for? And you're like, um, that's so freaking unusual. <laughs> that's pretty good. <laughs> nice. That's pretty good. That's a pretty good sensor, Trish. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I run into this actually at my day job when people find out that I co-host a true crime podcast and they're like, what's it called? And I'm like, ah, TSFU? They're like, what's that stand for? I'm like, ah, just listen <laughs> and you'll find out. Oh my God, I was in the elevator at work. So I work, well, I've moved offices multiple times at this point, but I was working in like a, a one of the skyscrapers in like downtown Dallas. And so everybody there is dressed like, business people like they're super professional people oh. we were leaving work one day and one of my co-workers was asking me about the podcast and she was like oh what's it about and like about that time we got in the elevator and I was like um it's like murder and like <laughs> you know just like cults and stuff like that and like about that time I realized oh shit there's another person in here and I don't like, they don't know the context that I'm talking about, and so... They're just like, <laughs> this girl's into cults and murders. I was like, okay, now I'm just... It's I'm, it's just fucked up stuff. Like, I'm just gonna say it's, like, <laughs> Just some weird. fucked up stuff. Yeah. It is just weird <laughs> like, fucked up stuff, yeah. though, right? I'm gonna try not to say the word fuck, but... Well, I mean, I was gonna it's say, true. you could always say effed. What does that stand well, for? True. That's so effed up. Y'all, I say fuck so much, though. Like, anything that happens, I'm like, fuck. Well, that's like my favorite word. I couldn't not put it in the title of the show. No. Yeah, you could say effed. That's an option. So effed up. We had like a big company meeting a few days ago. And one of the guys who's like a higher up on the software side, 
he was telling a story about one of his team members and he's like, yeah, it's so funny to see her on these videos acting all professional. On a day-to-day basis, she's just dropping F-bombs. Fucking Google Drive. <laughs> and, and then he's like, oh, I'm sorry, am I allowed to swear on this? It literally is like a company meeting of thousands of people that he's oh, on God. that he just said, fucking Google Drive. And I was like, oh, this man just dropped an F-bomb in front of our whole company. Okay. Oh, you know what? That is a great segue into my finance <laughs> mishap the other day at work. Oh, yeah. You were telling me on this about Instagram. Yeah. So at work, somebody requests, I'm an accountant, and somebody requested to be paid three quarters of a million dollars. And it went through all what? these executives and all Was these Was it people. a Nigerian prince? Probably. But... It went through all these people, and we released it anyway, and it ended up being a scammer, and it was all Pam's fault. Fuck Pam. Fucking Pam, I know. So three quarter of a million that reminded me of an office scene where they're like, that was $3,500. Michael goes, (laughs) $5,300? That's like me. Dude, that's crazy, but you're not in trouble at all? No, my boss said nobody had said my name at all, which kind of, I don't know. I just feel like there's enough blame to go around, so I'm kind of surprised. Hey, you know what? I mean, I think if nobody else is blaming you, why throw yourself under the bus, you know? Yeah, it's not my fault then. I didn't do anything. And you guys got the money back, right? Uh, Well, it's like a chargeback to where they like refund it for a minute and while they do an investigation. So right. I don't know because my boss has always told me like once it's released, like we can't get it back if we send it to the wrong person. I'm surprised that they're doing that. Oh, you know what? And what's funny, this came on the heels of literally on the heels like three hours after the CEO had an all-company meeting to tell us, like, how well-positioned we are um, against the recession. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, that's not funny. That's super fucked. Like, well, we're not going to get bonuses this year. (laughs) (sighs) See, that's not funny. I'm sure we will. Do you want to give out Pam's home address and people can write (laughs) her letters? (laughs) No, Pam is beside herself. I think she feels bad enough. Oh, I'm sure Pam is probably not. Yeah. She's super hard on herself anyways, so I would Well, Pam, if you're listening, we forgive you. Mistakes happen, girl. I could have done it in a heartbeat. Glad you're still here, Pam. Glad you're still here. Glad you're still here. Yeah. <laughs> oh god. So, as we have admitted, we've been very behind on listener sewed stories. And we had one from an Emily. And I had been meaning to do this for a while, but I reached out this morning and I was like, hey, girl, is this you? (laughs) And it was, when did you write that in? I'm so sorry. Like a long time ago, like when I first started listening, probably like six months ago. (laughs) It's been a while. I feel like an asshole. No. You know what, though? I swear to God, you guys, tsfpthepodcast at gmail.com. We're getting back on top of it. It's true. (laughs) <laughs> Bath salts sent theirs in only a few weeks ago. So there we go. And you know what? If we had done it sooner, then Emily wouldn't be here to tell her own story. So honestly, it's fate. See? That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why have one of us tell your story when you could be here doing it? That's right. That's right. Okay. So let's see. Where do I start with this one? Jesus. Well, I guess I'll start at birth. I. <laughs> I was born 22 months after my older brother. His name is Zachary. 
Not Zach. We don't call him Zach. Everybody does, except me. So we grew up together. We, I guess, were typical brother and sister. We fought until I was like 12 and he was like 14. I mean, he was, he was like super smart at math and science always. He went to, I think, state when he was in like seventh grade with like quantum physics or some, something like that. I don't know. Yeah, it was kind of wild. You know. Because he was so smart, he ended up going to college when he was 16. Whoa. Holy shit. Yeah, there's like a program at the University of North Texas, which is like right outside of Dallas. It's called TAMS, Texas Academy of Math and Science. And it's like a program where juniors in high school go live in the dorms and they finish their last two years of high school and their first two years of college at the same time. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Both of those separately were challenging. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, simultaneously sounds intense. <laughs> and and this is two hours away from where our childhood home is. And so he moved away when he was 16, which was kind of hard for me because we had just become friends a couple years before that. And we were really close. Or I thought we were really close. So he had a girlfriend when he went to Tams, but like, I guess she broke up with him and it was teenage heartbreak. And so... While they were together, she, like, didn't want him smoking weed, and she didn't like this and that. And so as soon as they broke up, she was like, fuck it, I'm doing all the things. <sighs> so he started smoking, and I don't think in any way that weed is a gateway drug. In any way. Me neither. One of my friends one time told me that there are no gateway drugs, there are gateway people. And mm. I think that's pretty that makes sense. accurate. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, so he started smoking a bunch of pot, and you know, he was away, so I don't know exactly how it progressed, but he became friends with this kid named Joe, who was even smarter than he is somehow. I think Joe's an astrophysicist now, or something like that. So he met Joe, they were smoking pot together. My brother got arrested once for like stealing from Walmart. He lied about it, and then my parents believed him, and... Anyway, he ended up going into really hard drugs, and I went to visit him. I guess it was after his senior year. So he had just graduated from high school and was like two years into college, and I was 16. So I went to see him in Dallas, where he lived with Joe after school, and we did acid and like smoked pot and drank, and you know, it was fun as a teenager. Mm -hmm. I ended up Three months later, finding out that he was doing heroin. Uh. At that time, like, I had no, you know, I knew it was a hard drug, but so was cocaine to me. Like, they were the same thing or, like, mm. on the same level. So I found out he was doing that. I kept it a secret for a while, like, trying to convince him to quit. I remember telling my high school principal about it. I was really close with him. And he was like, I think you need to tell your parents. But I also think you should tell your parents that you're smoking pot because if you were my kid, I would want to know. And so I kind of thought about it for a little bit. And my parents were forcing me to go to counseling for unrelated issues. I was kind of a bad kid, but they were kind of really strict parents, too. So it's not a good combination. Mm -hmm. Like, what is a bad kid, though? Like, you snack out once in a while and smoke I was pot. going to Dallas and doing acid with my brother, like. Well, 
I mean, you were 16. I don't know. I'm not condoning it, but I don't think that makes you a bad kid. My parents are baby boomers. Mm. And so they call weed dope. They think it's all dope. Dope smokers. Yeah. So it's all the same to them. Yeah. The devil's lettuce. Weed and heroin are like on the same level. They threatened to send me to rehab for weed when they found out I was smoking (laughs) weed. I was like, dude, I'll stop. It's not that serious. (laughs) I'll just stop. (laughs) I can put it down. Also, really quick, as like somebody who is a very experienced drug user, I've never done heroin because that was always a limit of mine because I know that I like substances that make me feel good. Right. I've done a lot of cocaine in my day. I wouldn't recommend it, but heroin is definitely next level. If anybody out there is thinking of trying it, even just once for fun, I would highly fucking recommend against that. It's the most... Yeah, let's probably not do that. Addictive, and it's... I mean, as we're going to see with Emily's story, she continues. It's like the worst fucking drug. So just seriously stay away from that shit, you guys. Yeah, watching my brother, I... You know, I would do certain things, but I always had a rule against doing anything that was addictive because I did not want to get addicted, and I knew that could ruin my life. So... He knew that too, considering how smart he was. I just don't think he cared. I think he thought he knew the limit of whatever he was doing. And then one day he didn't. Also, really quick, sorry. No, you're fine. What's up? As somebody who has dealt with addiction a lot, I just want to say that for anybody with a misconception like addiction and intelligence, those can simultaneously coexist. The misconception that it's only dumb people join cults, only dumb people become addicts because they fucking tried it in the beginning and whatever. And I know that's not what you were saying, Emily. I just really want to make that distinction because I try to use the platform to oh, for sure. reduce stigma about addiction and mental health issues, you know. So it's not surprising at all that your brother was basically a genius but also became an addict. Yeah. I would say almost his mind might have been kind of really stimulated all the time, potentially, you know? Yeah, no, I think I think that that's probably what led into it was his interest in science and, and chemicals and how they affect the brain and stuff like that. I just, you know, nobody ever expects it to go as far as it went. Oh, of course. Nobody sets out to become addicted. And actually, before we continue, I think we'll take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back. All right, and we are back. So I told my principal everything. I had to go to the counselor for unrelated reasons. The counselor was super religious. I am super non-religious, so that, you know, that was another thing. It just wasn't a good situation. You know, I had been thinking about it, and I asked her, like, hey, the one thing that I actually want you to help me with, hey, my brother's on heroin. I found out he was doing heroin. I'm worried about him. I'm thinking about telling my parents. What should I do? And this bitch fucking told me, no, you shouldn't tell your parents. (sighs) That should be his decision. That's his responsibility. Which, 10 years later, is the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my entire life. (sighs) 
Yeah, are you fucking kidding me? Actually, that (laughs) I feel like you can almost sue that therapist because if somebody tells them that you or someone you know is thinking of hurting themselves or someone else, they have to tell somebody. So the fact that you told this woman that your brother was addicted to a drug that kills people on the regular and said that you should not report that is probably fucking illegal, honestly. Yeah, I wish I had been had knew what i know now then and oh, i definitely would have pushed it yeah so she told me not to which pushed it off another week of me debating on it and then the next week i decided to go ahead and tell my parents like my brother had started lying to me about it he would say he stopped and he wouldn't have like i would one time i walked in his room at my parents' house while my parents were out of town and it was just me and him and he was shooting up. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? (sighs) He told me it was something that starts with an A, but now I think it might have been, he might have told me it was Suboxone or something. But no, it was fucking heroin. And I was just like, I'm leaving. So, you know, thank God I didn't come back and find him dead in his bed. So I told my parents a week later and... I kept telling my mom, you need to keep an eye on his bank account because I knew he would withdraw cash. You need to look at what he's doing. And she, you know, eventually she did. And she asked me, so Zachary, he's withdrawing $100. He'll go get a coffee at the gas station and withdraw $100 every day or something like that. She was like, what's going on? And I was like, I don't know. I've been telling you to look and watch it and she was like Emily what's going on I need to know and I was like I can't tell you I can't and so she eventually convinced me to tell her she was like what is he doing is he is he on meth and I was like no mom he's on heroin and she like started crying and she was like that's even worse and I was like no 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 no, it's okay you know I didn't know the day I told them I went to my boyfriend's house I came back My parents were at home like they always are. I went to bed. My dad busted in my room at like 8 o'clock in the morning and was like, Emily, we need you to call Zachary. And if he answers, tell him we need to talk to him or something. I was like, oh, my God, he's probably asleep. Fuck off. I'm sleeping. Get out of my room. And he like made me get up. I tried to call my brother, tried to call him, tried to call him, just kept going to voicemail. And that's when I was like, okay, I don't know. Maybe something is wrong. And I went into the kitchen where my parents were, and they both looked, like, super stressed. And I was like, what is going on? And they were, like, trying to hide it. And then my dad was like, we went to Dallas yesterday to go get him. And my mom was like, the lights were on, and his blinds were open, and his car was there, but he wouldn't come to the door. And that's when I was really like, oh, shit. Uh, Oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, no. And so then I went with my boyfriend again. We went to Popeye's. He asked me what I thought was going on with my brother. I told him that I thought he was probably dead. Started crying. About that time, I got a text from my mom saying, come home, we're going to Dallas. I went home the whole way there. Anytime I went home, I was like, fuck, 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 because they'd always attack me with something. When I walked in the door, but this time I was really like, oh God, what the fuck, what happened? So I go home, you know, go inside, I walk in, my parents are both sitting on the same couch, which is really weird because usually one, my dad will sit on the couch and watch TV and my mom will sit on the love seat and read. And so as soon as I walked in, I was like, what's going on? And they looked at me and I was like, what, what is happening? And my dad like stood up. He, like, went to grab me, which my dad never hugs me. 
and he like went to grab me and like tear dripped down his face and he was like Zachary's gone and I was just like <sighs> I went in immediate shock I fell to my knees went to the bathroom and threw up and then like they made me get in the car so we could go tell our whole family so oh my god Emily I'm so sorry so then I stopped doing drugs for a while <laughs> <sighs> so yeah I'm so so sorry that really that defined my life for years anymore. Can't but. even imagine. I'm sure. Yeah, especially the therapist thing. I can never <sighs> go to the therapist again. What the fuck? Oh my god. Oh, it's heartbreaking. I'm so sorry. Fuck, dude. It's really interesting because I was in therapy the other day, kind of just like rattling off a little laundry list of traumas. And she was like, did you notice how you said that with such detachment? And it's really interesting yeah. <laughs> how you tell that story very factually. Like this happened and this happened. and Yeah, I've told it a lot of times. So Right. It's pretty much a memorized script in my head at this point. Yeah. <sighs> But, okay, let me tell you the good things for me, because I was going down the same road, so don't feel too bad for me. I ended up, you know, losing my brother in a fucked up way is simultaneously one of the best things and one of the worst things that's ever happened to me. Mm -hmm. Because I had every intention. Whenever he died, he was, he had moved to a different college, and I was planning to go to that college and live with him, and there's no telling what what I would have gotten into oh if I had gosh. done that. Totally. It altered the course of my entire life. I, instead of moving to Dallas, I moved to a different city and went to a different school and had all these different ex experiences and met all these other people that I would, never would have met. Also, what when we were growing up, my parents had saved for us to go to college. There used to be a fund called the Texas Tomorrow Fund where you could deposit money and as long as you took it out for school. It wasn't taxed. I don't think they do that anymore. Mm -hmm. But they had one for each of us. And since he didn't use all of his, for obvious reasons, whenever I finished school with my bachelor's degree, I had a degree in Spanish. And people had asked me my entire time in school, oh, you're going to school for Spanish. What, what are you going to do with that? Do you want to be a teacher? And I'd always say, no, fuck that. No. Can you imagine me being a teacher? Absolutely not. I don't want to do that. I'll figure it out. Well, I didn't. You didn't figure out I what to do with Spanish. It out. <laughs> Feel you, girl. So I graduated with Spanish. I was working at a construction company as an administrative assistant, making $15 an hour. And I, I was like, oh, my God, this is the best I can do with a degree. Like, I can't even support myself. You know, I had anxiety anyways, so I was trying to cope with that. But it, like, got to the point where I would just, I would get off work, go home, I had one of those big boxes of wine, the five liters. Oh, yeah. And I would just sit there and drink until I went to sleep. And then I would wake up and be sick in the morning and do it all over again. Ugh. I got to the point where I was so sick in the mornings that I couldn't make it to work on time. And I was like, okay, I have to do something. I can't just keep drinking like this. This is not okay. I spent the summer after I graduated doing, or like a, the summer and the next semester doing that. And then I told my parents like, hey, I think I want to get my master's degree. Like I need to do something because the Spanish degree ain't, ain't it. <laughs> yeah. And they were like, okay, well, we have this leftover money from Zachary's school and, you know, you can use it until it runs out and then you're going to have to pay for it. So I ended up getting a master's degree and only having to pay for one semester of school myself. So you have your master's. I don't have loans to pay off. 
it altered my life a lot. <laughs> What's your master's in? I have a master's degree in business administration. I have a bachelor's degree in Spanish, and then I have a double minor in criminal justice and journalism. That's so fucking badass. <laughs> what the fuck, That's dude? Just a, that is a whole ass <laughs> menagerie of yeah, things. Because I was like, oh, well, if I do enough stuff, maybe something will stick. I, don't know. I got one bachelor's degree, and I was like, I will never go to school again. Yeah, well, my master's was actually really interesting. I enjoyed that part. You could, like, run your own Spanish-speaking news company or something. <laughs> so, uh, actually, I had started going to school for journalism, but, again, my anxiety drives everything I do. The advisor did not want to help me. I wanted to sit down with her in person and go through, you know, since my parents were paying for it, they were like, get out of school, get out of school as fast as you can. Yeah. Take all the classes you yeah. can. Get out of school. So, you know, I'm like, well, fuck, certain classes are only offered certain semesters. And if I miss it this time, am I going to be able to take it this time? I don't know. And so I wanted her to sit down with me and kind of give me a schedule of what I should take. And she didn't want to. She thought that it should all be done over email. The fuck? And I decided that I wasn't going to be stressed out for three or four years just because she didn't want to help me. And so my major was in journalism. My minor was in Spanish. And my Spanish professor was so helpful he cared more about you actually learning the material than he did about giving you bad grades if you didn't understand the material mm -hmm. and so i just i went to him and i made him my substitute advisor i swapped my major and my minor and i picked up a criminal justice minor because he was like spanish is for teaching if you don't want to teach you should probably get a double major i was like you know what i'll settle for a minor no. <laughs> he was right. <laughs> oh, girl. Absolutely. <laughs> we'll have to chat one day yeah. about what it's like to get a bachelor's degree in something and have no fucking idea what you're going to do with it. <laughs> yeah. And we should probably start an anxiety club in the Discord. <laughs> Isn't that just the Discord? <laughs> That's just the whole thing already. You guys join our Discord. It's a beautiful <laughs> support group. Everybody's so fucking it nice. It's bananas. They really are. We spent like 20 minutes talking about corn dogs the other day. It was <laughs> delightful. <laughs> yeah. This is the exact distraction I need from all the other shit in my life right now. Just <laughs> corn dogs. You don't have time to do anything else, but you're like, all right, what corn dogs are we talking about? Yeah. Yeah. What? Where can I get a corn dog nearby? <laughs> Yeah, and the easiest way to join the Discord is by going to our website, tsfethepodcast.com, and I think there's a tab just for Discord, or maybe it's under Play With Us. Play With Us? Yeah. yeah. Come join us. Join us. One of us. One, One of, of us. us. Well, Emily, I'm really sorry that you were so heavily failed by people in your life who should have been really helpful, your counselor and your advisor, but we're here yeah. for you. We are here. I know you are. Um, Shall we take one more quick commercial break before we come back to read Bath Salt's story? Absolutely. All right, gang, we'll be right back. Okay, friends, we are back. And take it away, Michelle. Yeah. Okay, so I haven't read through the story because I like to dry read them because I like to have real reactions. And I'm not a good actress. I don't want to waste my good reactions on a first on read a run by myself. Through. Yeah. But I love that it's bath salts with a PH. It reminds me of Baphomet, the Satan figure with a goat head. And I'm like, what is this going to be about? I don't know. <laughs> so I'm already stoked, bath salts. <laughs> All right. So bath salts writes, 
Never thought I would have a second story for all the lovely people at TSFU, but here we are. I was listening to one of your older episodes recently, and you mentioned how you don't like living on the first floor of an apartment building for safety reasons. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yes. My mom felt the same until the spring of 93. A little backstory first. Ever since we were little kids, my sister, two brothers, and I liked to sleep in sleeping bags on the floor of our parents' bedroom on the weekends. Well, that sounds fun. Yeah. Our parents preferred that to us crawling in their beds in the middle of the night. (laughs) Makes sense. My mom was a smoker and kept her cigarettes in her purse, which she kept next to her nightstand. Another thing to note is that one of my brothers was a sleepwalker. Oh. My parents would sometimes find him just standing in the hallway talking gibberish to himself. Oh, that's (laughs) creepy. This is why I'm never having kids. I would freak out. Second thought. Reason 1,569. Yep. Oh, I think I'm on like 769,000. Yeah. Uh, so many <laughs> also, reasons. Also, never wake up a sleepwalker. Did you guys know that? Oh, yeah. It's really bad. Yeah. I've heard that. You have to like gently just guide them back to bed. What happens if you wake them up? Sometimes they'll just freak the fuck out. They could actually turn violent on you. Oh, my God. Okay. They're super disoriented. Noted. Yeah. It makes sense. In 1992, my parents sold our house and got divorced, so my mom had to move the five of us into a two-bedroom apartment. Our apartment was on the second floor and had a balcony with a big glass sliding door in the living room. Each balcony in this apartment complex had a wrought iron railing. My sister and I shared a room while my two brothers shared the other. This left my mom to sleep on the sofa pull-out bed in the living room. Ah, fucking moms, man. Moms are the best. Good moms, yeah. Good moms. A friend of mine has been sleeping on the pull-out couch in her house for the last 21 fucking years because she still gives her son the bedroom. And they're like besties. Yep. Good moms who fucking sleep on the couch to give their kid a room. Kudos to y'all. Yeah. Kudos to you, moms. One spring night in 93, my two brothers and I were sleeping on the floor in the living room. My mom left the glass sliding door open because it was a pretty nice night. I was 14 and my brothers were 11 and 9. Around 4 a.m., all of us were scared awake by my sleepwalking brother screaming, Josh, what are you doing? Oh, God. <laughs> That'd be so scary. I was looking around. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, I was looking around trying to get my bearings when I heard a thunk noise coming from the balcony. D- did you like that yeah, sound yeah, effect? I did. Yeah, yeah, no, that was very good. <laughs> Thanks. When I whipped my head around, I just saw a blur go over the balcony railing. No, thank you. Mm-mm. No. Nope. Oh. My mom got up to close the glass door when she saw her purse out on the balcony. From what the police could deduce, the guy climbed up to her apartment because no. he saw the door was open. Once he got up there, I saw my mom asleep on the pull-out bed with three kids sleeping on the floor. There was no way for him to get in without, without waking at least one of us, so he grabbed the only thing he could reach, my mom's purse. My brother just happened to start sleepwalking <laughs> at that moment and scared him off. Well, there we go. The guy's like, how'd you know my name is Josh? <laughs> my name is Josh. What if his name was Josh? That'd be wild. Oh, that would be wild. Nothing was missing from my mom's purse, but that asshole did end up stealing the sense of security my mom had about living on a floor higher than the first. Yeah. My mom's currently in her 60s and lives on the first floor of an apartment complex, but she has metal bars wedged up against each door. That's good. Stay safe, fellow TSFU listeners. Bath salts. Thank you for that story. That's a, that's fucking nuts. So I live on the third floor and I have a balcony that has an iron gate. And I often think about what if somebody got up here? But like you literally would have to be Spider-Man. You would have to work so hard to get up here. Some people are really strong. 
You'd have to be a Spider-Man. You'd have to be able to scale a brick wall with just your fingers and toes. Or a ladder. Yeah, it's also Colorado, so like <laughs> probably even people breaking into apartments have climbing gear. <laughs> they just like swing the rope over the fourth floor balcony. They rappel up yep. to your balcony. <laughs> <laughs> they top rope. Steven, belay me up to the third floor so I can break into this girl's <laughs> condo. But also I do love that you sleep with your bedroom door locked in your own one bedroom apartment. <laughs> I absolutely do. Oh, I do too. You yeah. Know. Safety. Yeah, that gives you that extra time. You never know. I live yeah. here with my with my boyfriend, and we ha- there's a gun by the bed, and the door is locked. I was just going to say, so you're <laughs> in Texas. Do you carry? Oh, yeah. You're way more protected than I am. Emily is packing. No. I need to. All I want is a gun to literally like point at somebody and pull the trigger if I need to. That's all I want. But nobody will help me if I don't go take a class. Um, and I'm like, mm, I don't know. Trevor has a gun. So, yeah. I'm probably okay. I thought about carrying one in my car. You don't even have to have a permit to do that here. <laughs> Texas. But Fucking I feel like Texas, if I ever dude. like <laughs> took it out of my car, then I would feel unsafe. And I don't want, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want that to be my sense of safety, I guess. I totally get it. I think my stance on guns is I don't think they need to be completely banned, but I think our laws need to be like far, far, far stricter. So we actually, this one, it's like a, I don't know, apparently it's really nice gun. I have no idea. Smith & Wesson. It's real shiny. That's the only brand I know. (laughs) I can't remember. But anyways, we actually went to a gun show and just bought it off a guy and there was no ID involved. Emily, if you wanted to go to a gun show, you could have just told me. (laughs) For the listeners at home, I just flexed. (laughs) You didn't get the visual, but. I got two tickets right here. here. (laughs) (laughs) But that's fucking crazy. They're just like, here's a gun. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, they don't like need your ID. (laughs) Texas, baby. They don't ID. Oh my God. (laughs) No background checks. Don't mess with Texas. Yikes. Why is it harder for me to get my ADHD medication than it is for a lot of people to get a gun? Right? Ash, do you know what don't mess with Texas refers to? It's the stupidest shit. It's, no. It sounds so tough. Oh my gosh. It's littering. Don't litter. Don't litter in Texas? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's <laughs> what that saying comes from. Well, littering is really bad. It's so bad. <laughs> it, but it helped. That's the thing. It fucking helped in Texas. I'm not trying to go to Texas and step out of line in any way. You're skating. It's about knowing your audience. They're like, yeah, we're Texans. We're tough. We don't throw our trash on the ground. And you know what? Honestly, I love that. There's like signs along the road that's like littering costs you $200 fine. Keep Texas beautiful. Okay, you got it. I wouldn't expect Texas to be really into environmental causes (laughs) and that's why they had to make the slogan because the littering was really bad was it see i didn't know that yeah it was this was in a book i uh i read once wait i'm like are you just making this up right now this is real yeah this is real so the littering was really bad and they tried some other campaigns and it just wasn't working well what is the thing that texans are motivated by and texans love being from texas they don't like getting messed with Texans love Texas. They love it. So how do we play to that Texan pride and make it about littering? And that was the thing. And it really did help from what I understand. 
I haven't done the research myself. The book just told me it helped, but I'm guessing. Don't mess with Texas. Yeah. Don't litter. Don't make a mess. Right? Yeah, I think relating it back to, like, this is your state really hits it home. Yeah. Take pride. Take pride. Take pride in your state. Dude, I'm going to come to Texas sometime. You should. And have you and Sully show me around because I'm scared. It's kind of cool. I love San Antonio. I'm not going to lie. Red states just kind of scare me. I don't know. Are you going to take all my rights away right now? <laughs> yeah, the big cities, you know, once you get into the rural, rural, I don't know if I can say that, rural. It's a rough one. <laughs> towns. Yeah, you'll see like Confederate flags and shit. Yeah. Some people can get kind of crazy, but like in the big cities, it's it's just like any other big city. I know. I think what I'm talking about is rural. Rural. Well, why would, why the fuck would you go there? It's just cows. <laughs> just, you know, slice of life type of thing. You know, Emily, you say that. I love a cow. <laughs> I would pet a cow. Go cow tipping. That's where shrooms grow, right? In cow patties, I think. Do people actually tip the cows? Yeah. No, wait, people really do it. Never heard of cow tipping. I watched the movie Tommy Boy where they go to cow tipping. But I didn't think it was real. I thought it was a myth. I mean, not on a regular basis, but yeah. <laughs> it's not like Friday night. You're like, let's go tip let's some go cows. Let's go cow tip That's not you, Emily? Well, it's not me, but there are some people I know like that. Yeah. They'll go back roading with some beers and, and you know. And tip some cows. And the cows really tip over? That's mean. I don't like that. You should tell them to stop. Just go back roading with beers. Don't mess with cows. Don't mess with Texan cows. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Well, let's wrap this up. Emily, thank you so much for fucking being you, everything you do. Thank you for being a guru. I'm a poet and I didn't know it. Oh. Oh. Emily, by the way, what do you get at $30 a month? Ashley. You're like, I don't even <laughs> fucking know. <laughs> you get unadulterated access to Ashley. Yeah, basically. Basically. Also, you get to co-host a listener sode, just like Emily did. You could tell your own story, or you could just fucking hang out with us. You get one Patreon-exclusive mug that will always be Patreon-exclusive. You also get to choose a mug and a t-shirt off of the website. You get to pick two topics. You get free stickers. You get a thank you card handwritten ad-free episodes, early release episodes, probably fucking more. All the things. Oh, book club, where sometimes we don't even read, we just hang out. <laughs> it's everything. And more that I can't think of. What the fuck? That's tight, you guys. That's a lot of shit, yeah. I wish the listeners could see my uh, mug and shirt and stuff. I'm really excited about them. It's a nice mug. Well, you could take a pic for the gram sometime, but I totally get, like, not wanting to do that at all. <laughs> no, I can totally take a pic for the gram. Let's do it. Woo! Woo! For the gram. She did it for the gram. They did it for the gram. <laughs> I noticed, Michelle, she has her disturbing as fuck mug this morning. Cute. Love it. Half my mugs are TSFU mugs. Excellent. Who doesn't love a mug? Seriously, especially now that fall and winter is upon us. That also reminds me that you get, I think, at 
the guru level, you get 25% off merch. I want to make the Patreon super fucking worth it at every single level. So yeah, that's a fun little Patreon plug. Also, again, if you want a listener sewed told on the story, um, not in six months, maybe like two, <laughs> please send it in to podcast at gmail.com. Emily, you've listened to quite a few episodes. Do you want to fucking wrap this shit up with me? Sure, let's do it. Okay. All right, guys, remember, it's not a cult. It's just a podcast. But really, it's Pam fucking up a funding request. God <laughs> damn it, Pam. <laughs> Three-quarter of a million dollar mistake is what it is. Fucking Pam. Bum, 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 bum. That's fucked up. Oh, I'm so fucked up. Can't you see? Bum, bum, it's bum, just bum, really bum, bum, fucked. That's fucked up. up.